Hello and welcome to episode one of Where Are You Actually From? I am your host, Alexander Bittar, and thank you very much for joining us today. Episode one is has been a long time coming, but I'm glad we're actually here today. Our first ever guest on the show is my very good friend, Angelica Angelo. Uh, we met in our first year of university here at Durham, and we had, you know, we just had one of those click moments, um, and I'm very happy to say that we're still, our friendship, our friendship is still going, still going strong. Um, we work together for the Durham marketing department, and we run the Durham Uni account on TikTok at the Durham student. Go cheeky plug, go give it a follow. Cheeky plug. Cheeky plug. She is one of the brightest people in the universe. And I mean bright, not in terms of intelligence. I mean, she is intelligent, but is also she? just bright. <laughs> also just bright personality. And she's also one of the smallest people you'll ever meet. Um, like literally the smallest person you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, if this was filmed, you'd know what we mean. But um, anyway, it's not, so you can't. Um, you can literally hear her coming from a mile away as well. She is so ferociously loud. Yeah. In fact, I'm a bit worried for these mics, actually. I mean, they might get a bit damaged. But um, anyway, Angelica, welcome to the show. Hi, Alexander. I am so happy to be here. So excited. I'm happy for you to be here. This is Angelica was a guest that I wanted from day one. Well, I'm here on day one, so let's go. Let's get, let's get down to it. <laughs> let's get it started. How are you feeling today? Yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. We both Tired. do biology as well, so we're, all, we're both very stressed. Yeah. Or is that just so me? So stressed. I feel dead. It's flu season. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> So Angelica, I'm going to start off this episode with how I plan to start off every episode, asking two very important questions. Okay. So firstly, where are you from? I'm from Norway. And where are you <clears throat> actually from? I'm from the Philippines. Right, so there we go. Angelica, from Norway, but actually from the Philippines. So first we're going to start off, Angelica, tell me, where were you born? What is like the timeline of your of your life? Where have you lived? You know, talk to me. Give me, give me all the details. Are we talking full timeline here? Which we're talking brief outline of birth brief to outline. present. Wow. Over to you. Autobiography. Yeah. Okay. So I'm born in the Philippines in a place called Bulacan. But from two to four, my family has been living on and off um, in California because my dad was working in guitar. Um, but because a majority of my family, both my mom's side and my dad's side, was living in like m different cities in California, I would visit there when I was learning how to speak. Hence my gorgeous American accent. Beautiful Californian. <laughs> What's it? East Coast and East Coast accent. We love. West Coast. West Coast. Oh God. Should Ignore we redo that. That? No, we're not redoing. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do it. Oh God. Continue, okay. please. Continue. Um, West Coast. Basically, I'm the, thinking of Florida. That's why Florida. Florida is East Coast. Yeah. But continue, please. The Florida man. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I moved to Norway at the age of six, and I was there until 2014, 2015. Got my Norwegian passport as I've been there for a long, long time. We moved to Malaysia for two to three years, and then we moved back to Norway. Then at the same time, this is occurring. My dad's been taking up jobs in, he's stayed in Malaysia, and then he took up jobs in Egypt. So I would spend like half a year there for two to three years. Um, but to basically just sum it up, a majority of my life is spent in Norway, and that's what the passport says. So. That's what the passport says. That's what the nationality. <laughs> Do you have any other nationalities? Uh, Officially? Just Norwegian and Filipino. Norwegian and Filipino. Because you were born in the Philippines, yeah. so you get nationality there, and then yeah. Norwegian. Oh, amazing. But, yeah, interestingly, I've lost um, the native language of the Philippines, so this is Tagalog. Tagalog so now, yeah. in order of languages, 
English has now become my mother tongue, even though it is not my mother tongue. Mm. And then it goes Norwegian, and, and then it goes Tagalog. And then Tagalog all the way at the bottom. Oh, God. Crazy. I'm sure your extended family is so happy about that. Yeah. Hey, I can um, do conversational. Hey, there we go. Exactly. You know, how, you know the foods. Adobo. <laughs> yeah. What's the other one? Pancit. Pancit, Sinigang, yo. Mm, all the best ones. Underrated cuisine right here. Oh, it is so underrated, guys. If you haven't, because I hadn't properly had Filipino food before living with Angelica last year, and tell, let me tell you, it is, it is exquisite. amazing. Exquisite, it's delicious. I live in a flat of seven this year, and four of them now have that recipe memorized. Adobo. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. It's like, it's basically it's kind of vinegary, black vinegary, oniony chicken thigh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can be with it's any part sweet, of the chicken. It's sour, it's savory, it's everything you want it to be. In I highly there. recommend Next time you see it on a menu <laughs> for you listening, um, order it. So, Angelica, wow, quite the eclectic upbringing, I'd oh, say. Gosh. You've lived in multiple <laughs> countries and, like, dipped your toes in others, like Egypt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so random. Um, so, you've lived in m- many different countries, obviously, but, um, like you said, you've lived in Norway for the longest time. Do you feel that you've brought a bit of each culture? with you every time you've moved countries? Oh, definitely. I think you definitely have kind of that international mindset. And as you're moving to so many countries, you get used to a lot of change. Yeah, I bet. Obviously, when you meet people and you make friends at these places, you have to get accustomed to the fact that you might not see them again after meeting them, like after a year or two. Because, I mean... Philippines, Malaysia, and then Norway. Like, it's literally Egypt. halfway across the, the world. You do just have to accept that you're not going to see some of these people yeah. for a long time. So it's quite bittersweet um, knowing that the people that you are with, um, you're with them and you're having a great time, but you know that it might not ever happen again. Yeah. But because everyone is also moving and a lot of international kids kind of have that contract of we're only here for like two to four years, you end up sometimes meeting people that you've met before so mm. one of my best friends that I've made in Malaysia, two years later, met her again in Egypt because her family oh moved to there. No way. Yeah, and By, it was and amazing. You, did you know that she was moving there or did you just bump into each other in Egypt? Um, I knew that she was moving there, but I have heard of some instances where people just bump into each other in a grocery store and they're like, hey, wait, I've seen you. This is a childhood friend. Half across the world, like yeah. six years ago. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's the thing. I mean, the world is is just so massive and there are so many places to live and so many schools in those places and so many kind of classes in those schools in those yeah. places. Like the chances of bumping into someone that you grew up with is so low. But it's similarly, it's... Oh, my it, God. And then there, there was this... <laughs> no, continue, please. Where I was moving to Malaysia and then this guy that my twin sister had a crush on when he was little um, from Norway... Basically, we moved to Malaysia, and our school bus, you know, just picking up people randomly, and then we bu- we want go into th- this like apartment complex. Our bus stops there, and he's like right outside, and I just turned to him, and I'm like, "This is where he's been the past five years." How oh insane. my gosh! What a small world. What well, that is such a random, small world. But <laughs> no, but I mean, it just shows that there is such an international community in this world. Fun fact: a few days ago. Uh, we've it was just recorded that we've hit eight billion um, humans on this planet. I, I just uh, seven billion. It know? felt it felt like just a few <laughs> years ago. But yeah. Firstly, how do we know? Secondly, if it's a- accurate, <laughs> then that was a very it quick rapid increase from seven billion to eight billion. Anyway, we digress. Um, so why I'm interested. Why did why did you actually move 
to Norway? What was the reason? Um, so both my parents are engineers from an oil company. We come from very humble beginnings. Both sides of the family originated from the Philippines and the countryside, both are family farmers. And then to pull themselves out of poverty, both my parents went to university and they took up engineering degrees. Um, and they somehow both ended in the same industry. And basically, with my dad, he landed a job in Norway. So we moved there, never heard of c this country before, went there with no expectations, um, and it was amazing. It was very, very cold I in bet. contrast to the Philippines. I mean, that is, it's the, yeah. as I said, halfway across the world. Yeah. So you, your family had never considered even leaving the Philippines, or was that always an option? in order to um, kind of like get do better for themselves? I guess it was always an option. They were quite excited to see what Europe was like. Um, and what was quite interesting was as like a little kid, me and my twin sister never fully got a hold of what a language barrier was. There I was at six years old, talking to all the Norwegian kids in English. They didn't understand what was I saying. Did I they not continued. speak English? No, they would speak in Norwegian and I would speak in English because obviously I haven't learned ah. it by then. Um, and I guess I at that just, age, they probably don't understand yeah, English. Yeah. But you know what? At that age, language language barriers don't it, matter. It doesn't, what is a language at that age? Exactly. You don't realize. What did, was that hard? Because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, like, how was it moving to Norway? I mean, obviously you said you were six, like you were young, but like in terms of culture and like fitting in, like making friends, how did you find that? Like in, ter in terms of language, you already mentioned like the language barrier. Um, I'd say the Norwegian people are very much quite friendly. Um, they were quite closed off individuals, but once you strike up a conversation with them, they're so friendly, they're so welcoming. Once the ice is cracked, yeah. once you get the ice picking, ask a few <laughs> of those deep personal questions, yeah. they're lovely. My family was lucky enough that when we first moved there, all of our neighbors were so lovely and they just welcomed us. And that is so lovely. Even though we couldn't understand each other, it was it was fun, it was great. That's even that's even better. I mean, it's such a it's such a risk yeah. moving to a new country. Um especially when you especially when you don't know the language like oh my lord. Are yeah. your parents fluent now? Your parents speak Norwegian? Um yeah, so my mom took a course in the University of Stavanger in Norway and she now speaks Norwegian, but my dad unfortunately has not as he's, he's not. moved to quite a few places. I guess it's not necessarily there. been a, a necessity for him if he's yeah. always moving around. Fair, fair, fair enough. Do you feel like you've been immersed in the culture there in Norway? Um, yes, definitely. I think the Norwegian government makes it one of their priorities. So I went to an international school the first few years that I was there, sorry. And um, learning Norwegian there is a requirement in school. So even if your school has um, follows the English um, system, the American-British system, um, it is still a requirement for one of your classes to be Norwegian, so then you would be fully immersed into the culture. But interestingly enough, when I was in Egypt or in Malaysia, it's not a requirement for you to learn that language. It is an option, but it is not a requirement. Interesting. I mean, I guess if you, to get Norwegian nationality, did, do you need to learn, know the language? Yes, you do need to learn Because I know in Switzerland, um, where I live, you need to, in order to get nationality, you need to live there for 10 years, permanently. Yeah. Um, on paper, at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some dodgy things that happen with people who do it. Uh, 10 years, um, then you have an interview with like a, um, a, a an official. Uh, you do a language test to make sure that you speak um, kind of French, or even though French isn't the, I think it depends on where, where you live. They have different like districts in, yeah. in Switzerland. but. German, Swiss, Swiss German is the most popular language in Switzerland, but if you're in Geneva, for example, it would be French. 
do a language test, you have a formal interview with an official, and then if they think you're eligible, you know, based on you yourself, your personality and the answers to your questions, they quiz you on the, on the country as well. They quiz yeah. you on certain dates. Is this was this, was this the same yeah. in Norway? My mom had to do this test, and she was stressed out. But what a legend! I'm here now. What, was she passed? <laughs> My yeah, Lord. Did, so colors. did you not have to do that, or did you get it by proxy because you're yeah, your daughter? Yeah, by proxy because I was a minor at the time. Oh, that's lucky you. <laughs> lucky you. I mean, I know when when we moved to Singapore, my parents had to redo their driving license. Oh, and yeah. And on the theory, out of fifty, in order to get it, you had to get forty nine. Wow. Um, no, 48, sorry. Wow. And I remember so. my mum got 49 and my dad just passed getting 48. And ever since that point, my mum has always just had the leg up whenever it's yeah. come to like driving competitions. Love whenever that. it's like, oh, I'm the better driver. No, I am. My mum will just pull out the bag. Like, well, who, who, got, who, who beat you in the, in the driving test in Singapore? Anyway. Yeah. Um, driving in Norway is quite strict as well. My parents also had to redo their um, driving license requirements and everything same thing um but yeah it's also pricey there three thousand pounds to to get the license yeah because basically wow. um they're very strict with driving rules and everything to do with what's on the road um so there's a lot of different like lessons you have to do that are all mandatory and i guess that just all adds up yeah um but it's great because it's insanely safe to walk around anywhere i don't ever have to worry about um car accidents etc wow that is very lucky that's very lucky. So, growing up in Norway, going to international school in Norway, what made you want to come to the UK for university? What was the, Where's the link to the UK? Like, why did you want to come to the UK for, for uni? Coming to UK for the university, let's see. Um, I think it's just because living in a bunch of very different countries throughout the years, I just wanted to go to a country where I could just speak English because I've never properly lived um, in a country that was normally like English speaking. There's always yeah. been another language that I've had to learn. Uh-huh. So I just I was just curious to see what it was like. Yeah. And obviously good schools, like very yeah, good and unis amazing in, schools in, here in England. As well. oh, that's great. So because um, I know I was apprehensive coming to, to Durham because I was born in the UK. I was born in London. Yeah. I lived here for nine years. And then in two, since 2000, since I was nine years old, I haven't actually lived in the UK like full time. So I was really apprehensive coming back and like kind of immersing myself in the UK culture culture again and especially Durham. I had heard like rumors of like racism and like it being very English heavy. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm, I'm really scared. I'm not gonna meet any international students. Like oh. I was genuinely really nervous because Angelica, you there was when in our first year there was like an international freshers, freshers week, week, which was before the your average freshers week, which yeah. is when the international students came to I think in our case, because it was 2020, did you all quarantine together? Yeah. So you all quarantined in college together? So I had three weeks. Oh of my gosh. Week. That is just it's insane. <laughs> I but, loved how, it. <laughs> but exactly, how, I mean, that, because I didn't, because I'm, I'm not like an international student, I'm not paying international fees yeah. because I have a British passport and stuff. I didn't, I wasn't on that international freshers like, list. So I quarantined by myself in, in London. And then when I came up and all the kind of, there was a whole international group in Collingwood in the college, I was kind of like, what, what did I miss out on? What, yeah. how, how did you all meet each other? And then I met Angelica and it was just like, she was the bridge. She was the bridge the to bridge. all my, all my current friends. I have Angelica to thankful because she's the one who introduced me to them. Um, but yeah, obviously your twin, Angelina is at Warwick. Um, yes. And just a funny side note, like, Ange- Angelica has a twin called Angelina and they yes. have a younger, bro- younger brother called Jericho 
and their nicknames are Ina, Ika, and Iko. And I just I just find that so funny. I, I, <laughs> I think Filipinos just love to be quirky with those names. I just, I love it. I, I, I hope it doesn't end. I hope this culture yeah. of funny Did names. Did you know our famous boxer in the Philippines, Manny Pacquiao, his yes. daughter, he named her Queen Elizabeth. I'm not saying oh, just Elizabeth. My lord. I'm saying Queen Elizabeth. Madame Queen. Her, yeah. As in her first name, Queen, middle name Elizabeth? Or like, is it like a double barreled like, first queen, name? Just Queen Elizabeth. Queen I mean, Elizabeth yeah. Pacquiao. I guess. That is um, magnificent. Good for him. But yeah, they love to be quirky with it. For example, another famous name in the Philippines is called Jejomar. We're talking Jesus, Joseph, and Mary here. We're talking... Jejoma, <laughs> yeah. as in J-E-J-O-M-A-R. Yeah. They're very creative. I have an auntie um, named Auntie Connie. And auntie you know, Connie. her name is short for Conception. Oh, my lord. <laughs> what? I love it. Conception. Yeah. Like, the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. Conception, conception of birth. Conception as in birth. Birth. Like, Sperm yeah. egg conception. That is insane. That I've never heard of any names this like that. This could be an episode by itself. I'll bring a list next time. It could be an, a, a special <laughs> feature on where are you actually from, Filipino names. I think Jejomar is my favourite. That's insane. Jejomar. Um, um, back to the topic. Back to the topic. Yeah, your sister um, is at Warwick. Yes. Um, and she's obviously, you're in the set, you're both in third year now, obviously, you're twins. That was a dumb question. Um, <laughs> how did she find it at Warwick? Because I know she's president of Philsoc, like Filipino society. So how, what was her experience coming to England? So have you had different ones immersing, like fitting in with the culture? Like what's it been like for you two? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that we're having two different university experiences. Um, there's quite a lot of diversity there, especially with um, British Asians, British Africans. I don't know what the correct term. Yeah, Alex, what's the correct term? <laughs> British African, yeah. Like, like mixed, mixed uh, British people from mixed backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. So at her university, there is many people um, that are myth- mixed ethnicity. Mixed ethnicity. Mixed ethnicity. Yeah. So mixed there's people there from mixed oh, yeah. ethnicities, um, and I just find that here at Durham. While there's quite a lot of English people, and there's quite a lot of international students, we don't still quite have that group of people. Mm. Um, I mean, we, our group of kind of internationals, we made, obviously, like I said, you met in college and for international freshers, and then I kind of hopped on the on the, on the the boat. Yeah. Um, but we all just met each other. There was no, like, international society or anything. There wasn't, like, a, a central group in Durham which brought everyone together. So we all kind of just made our own friends through through college. But whereas if it sounds like in Warwick, there's like big communities who organise events together, Definitely. who organise like foods, kind of dinners together. But yeah, because like you went to Philsock here in Durham and it just it didn't sound like it was um, the same experience as what Angelina is doing yeah. in Warwick. It just, everyone there just felt too English and too Filipino. Mm. At the same time, I didn't know. Too English and too Filipino. It's a weird thing to say, but it is true. As in like... <laughs> Wait, I would what have do loved you, to join. What, what, as in, in Durham or in Warwick? In Durham. So what, what do you mean by that? So like, they were like too English, so you couldn't relate to them, but then yes. the others were like too Filipino, and you couldn't relate to them because you obviously haven't lived there in, in years, and yes. you have that Norwegian culture now. That's so interesting. Wow, that is a very, very interesting point. It's kind of like similar, because I'm Lebanese by origin. Like I look very Lebanese, and... and um, yeah, and I have all my family are Lebanese, like both sides of my family. But I don't speak Lebanese, or I speak very, very conversational Lebanese. 
I've never lived there, wasn't born there. Like, aside from a few relatives who are living there, there's nothing really tying me to the country. So when I meet another Lebanese person and they say to me that, ah, kifak marhaba habibi, kifak inta minwain inta, like, you know, I'm kind of just like, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know, London yeah. born, born in, and then you near know, Singapore and then yeah. France and Geneva, like, I'm like, I've never, so I relate to that, you know, in that, in that, in that point, in that instance. So yeah, it's interesting that we both feel the same way. Yeah, so cultural identity um, is really something that we both struggle with. And I think lots of kind of third culture kids who's moved around a lot in their whole life really identify with that kind of day identity crisis. You know, yeah. I do think about it a lot. Um, it's definitely quite funny because whenever I tell people where I'm from, they look at me and they're like, you know, you don't really look like the classic Norwegian. You know, I get. I don't. Know if you've, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you've had this, but I've had. I've told people like. Yeah, I'm I'm Lebanese, um, and now I live in Geneva. Like I don't, and I tell them like I don't really identify with the UK, even though I was born here and have a passport. Yeah. And they question me. They're kind of like, yeah, but like you have a you have a posh accent. Like, come yeah. on, Alex. Like you you went to a boarding school for four years. Like, come on. I'm like, you don't you don't have the right to question yeah. how who so I which country from. I identify with. Like, you know, and I find it really just. Um, Oh, just almost a bit insulting. Not racist or anything at all like that. Just a bit, just on a personal level, just yeah. a bit insulting. Like someone who just questions where I where I identify with and stuff. Yeah. Like even though I'm completely justified to think that. But anyway, that's a, that's an issue. <laughs> Angelica's going to come back for a part two, and we're going to yeah. discuss all things all things culture and Filipino names. Yes. Um, back to Norwegian culture. You've shown me so much about Norwegian culture. Well, when I say so much, I'm talking about the food because Angelica always brings back like classic Norwegian really snacks. Nice. I think the most recent one I've tried is jalapeno peanuts those yes. delicious but I've also had these like chocolate covered crisps, um, crisps like called in, smash called smash and that delicious there's also like these massive chunky chunk yeah. like chunky chocolate bars which are like, filled with like things and that's Different not like revolutionary things. but it's like a Norwegian brand and they're just so good so good Norwegian milk is amazing Norwegian milk is amazing and that. I think that's why the chocolate is amazing and the salmon, salmon. oh my god, oh my god. same <laughs> wavelength oh we both thought of it at the same time we both time. love sushi oh and god. whenever love, I come love adore. adore we adore sushi and whenever I come back I try to bring like a little bit of a Norwegian smoked salmon or like sushi grey Norwegian sushi. but it's salmon. hard and it's hard to transport that yeah, over borders it is, yeah. on the plane it is, sounds so niche but guys oh it god. is like way cheaper than <laughs> yeah it's way oh god de- definitely I mean in Switzerland it's costs you liter- a literal arm and a leg to buy sushi wow. grade salmon it's like it'll be this big like the size of your maybe the length of your hand yeah. and it will cost about like 40 francs what I find interesting is whenever I explain the food culture of Norway to anyone it's kind of like you have that traditional Norwegian food but then when you talk about what mod- like what we eat now in Norway it's as if a child is like running the country during Independence Day in Norway, we love our soft serve ice cream. Oh yeah, we love our hot dogs. Mm. We love frozen pizza. Oh my! <laughs> we love tacos. Did you know that Norway is the second largest consumer of tacos, right after Mexico? That is, I did not what? know that. It is not the tacos that like not authentic Mexican tacos. Yeah. We're talking that hard shell. Oh my gosh. Mince, salsa. It's quite. It's it's that interesting. That is so neat. And instead and also, of Taco Tuesday, it's called Taco Friday. Ew, I don't like that. Why <laughs> on a Friday? Why I, why would you why would you remove the alliteration <laughs> just for the sake of it? Like why? Yeah. That's so interesting and so unexpected from yeah. Norway. I thought Norway. I'm not gonna lie, and this might be really like 
stereotyping and inappropriate, but I'm going to say it. When I think of Norway, I just think of, like, sauerkraut. Even though that's German, <laughs> I just think of, like, pickled <laughs> we cabbage. We a bit of sauerkraut. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, that would work well on a taco. Yeah. Okay, well, to end this episode, I just, out of interest, out of, out of all the things we've spoken about today, your final verdict, and it doesn't, you don't have to give me a straight answer, but what culture do you think you identify the most with? Ooh. It's a tough one, because, as I said, you have such an eclectic mix. Do I have to answer that question? I mean, t- just give a on. It doesn't, you don't yeah. have to give me a straight answer. Um, I really want to say Norway, mm. but, like, culture-wise, I really want to say the Philippines, but... Yeah. I feel like it's more that I'd identify with the Filipino culture, but with a Norwegian mindset. Let's now go with that. that is the most that is a very direct way of putting it I mean and things change though that's the thing yeah. like I'm not gonna lie five years ago I didn't very I didn't really connect I feel like connect the same connection with Lebanon as I do at the moment like today yeah like you know in five more years I might feel a certain connection to England because I you know because I've been to uni here and hopefully do a master's here you know so things will change and our identities change and and it, it all depends on where we are and, and who we're surrounded with so yeah, interesting answer. But if you ask me where I'm from, I'm still going to say Norway. Oh, for sure. I that mean, is the passport, ma'am. Yeah, that's the passport. <laughs> but in the Philippines as well, you've got the passport. Yeah. So we can't define where you're from based on your passport. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so, so much for joining me today, mm-hmm. Miss Angelo, to talk about where you are actually from. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've learnt... I feel like I've learned so, so much more about you in terms of like your identity. And to those of you listening, let me know how you found today's episode. Follow us. We're on Instagram with where you actually from. There's no R. Like, it's not where are you. It's just where you actually from on Instagram. Follow us and send me a DM with your thoughts and your opinions about today's episode and just the show in general. Let me know what you think about it. I will see you all for next week's episode. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me, Alex. Ciao, ciao.